0: We spent so much time talking about the flashy skill position players, but you think about how many Miami Hurricanes games have been won or lost in recent years at the line of scrimmage. How much better are the O-line and the D-line getting? You are Locked On Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to AllHurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube, talking about the big uglies up front on both sides of the football. And let's bring in the man we call the truth teller, the Tuesday regular, the man, the myth, the legend, Bruce Warner. Bruce, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, my man. I saw when you just sent me the link. It says the
1: radio legend. That's how you refer to yourself. <laughs> As a, you're the radio legend. What the
0: hell am I? I've had that in Besides my. Old. I've had that in my Gmail email signature for over ten years. And like certain times, if I'm sending an email, like a really serious email, I'll take that out of my signature because it's sort of it's sort of an inside joke. I don't want people to think I'm pretentious. But yeah, my default email signature. I refer to myself as a broadcasting legend and icon. Okay, <laughs>
1: I'll accept that. I, I've known you.
0: <laughs>
1: Just busted stops because I'm. I see the word legend. I go,
0: what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the legend is still is still being written. But okay. you know, I thought with, with how much Bruce and I have talked about the line of scrimmage in recent Tuesdays, um, I thought we should take it a, a deeper dive into it because you know, Bruce. Last year, Miami's offensive line couldn't really help the running game get established. They couldn't keep their quarterbacks upright. I mean, we think about how many times Tyler Van Dyke got hit very, very hard and had to leave games with those shoulder injuries. Uh, The Hurricanes have made significant additions to the O-line, and we're seeing some of these guys really looking good in spring football so far. I've been blown away by Matt Lee from UCF. Javion Cohen had an excused absence uh, for the first session, looked good in the second couple of sessions, the transfer from Alabama. Both of these guys had been multi-year starters, and neither of them had been credited with a single sack given up in their careers so far, according to Pro Football Focus. So right there, Bruce, before we even talk about the freshmen who are coming in, we talk about the transfers. Uh, I would be shocked if both Lee and Cohen aren't starters. I think Cohen's going to be the starting left guard this year, and Matt Lee is a shoe in for the starting center. Boy, that's quite a comment from the legend. Of course, they're going to be starters. <laughs> Way to go on on a
1: limb, Alex. Yeah, of course they're starters.
0: That's why and I'm his- an icon.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I, as you, I saw your podcast yesterday. Look, and um, Cooper lost weight, and I was waiting for you to say it, and you said it. He's he's quicker now because he was just laying on people last year. He now he has more explosion. He can get to the outside. That's a key plus to them. Jalen Rivers is back. I didn't know when he was going to be back. He's back. Now, full strength, I don't know, but still. So really now you've got to work on getting that. It looks like it's the right tackle position filled. Um, But look, what I've been saying for two weeks, and I'll repeat it again, they haven't played one down yet as a unit. And that's what's going to take time. So in terms of individuality, I love it. I wish there was another guy back there that we can count on. I'm not sure. You know, if Lee goes down, Ryan Rodriguez hasn't played. I don't – you know, that's that's the issue, their depth. Maybe they're not done. There's a kid from Houston that may come. I don't know if he yeah. is. So that's a possibility because the offensive coordinator, Dawson, knows him.
0: Yeah. No, I, he, I, think, I, I think that's an excellent point that you bring up that, uh, you know, a, a reunion – with Shannon Dawson could make a lot of sense there. And when you talked about somebody else coming back, I assume you're referring to Zion Nelson. Because I look, Bruce, he he is the X factor, I think, between a really good offensive line versus a great offensive line. Because if Zion can come back healthy, he's not participating in spring football. Mario Cristobal gave us the impression when we spoke to him, we, the media, last Saturday, he gave us the impression that you know he's he's coming along and that you know he's every Cristobal said everyone is expected to be ready for the season coming up so he's not looking at any of the injuries being so long term they're going to cost anybody part of the 2023 season so I'm assuming that's an optimistic update on Zion Nelson but Bruce if he's healthy he's your starting left tackle and then you can use Jalen Rivers, uh, presumably, is your starting right tackle, and you've got a lot of experience with your bookend tackles. But if Zion isn't healthy and good to go, you may have to use the kid, Francis Maui Goa, who, listen, he looks awesome, and physically he's 335 pounds. I mean, the guy's already a monster at 18 years old. But, you know, obviously, in a perfect world, you wouldn't want him to be your starting right tackle year one. So Zion's health is so important to all of this. Yeah, well, his health is one thing
1: his mental health is another he's had a multi- multitude of injuries and relapses and surgeries and cleanups and so he might be physically ready to go is he if something happens if he nicks himself is he going to pull himself out and say i'm scared you know he's he's got an issue there that may derail his entire career period so that's the thing that i'm concerned about is he mentally ready to go out there and bust his gut like Mario wants him to do, or is he going to go through the motions and say, I'm fine. I don't think unless he actually practices in the fall and performs in those games up there before the season starts, that's where we're going to tell if he's playing or not. If he's, if he's sitting on the bench for game one, I don't know if he's ever going to come back. So, but yeah, he's that would be incredible if he came back. Cause then you'd have seven deep that, you know, can play and they're big dudes too. That's what I want to see.
0: Yeah, and that's always uh, what obviously Cristobal is an offensive line obsessed guy being a former O-lineman and a former O-line coach, but he and Mirabal, they love to have these big rotations, Bruce, and Miami obviously was nowhere close to that last year but they essentially like to have two units worth of guys that they can rotate by the time he was finishing up at oregon they had that they basically had two starting caliber offensive lines they could rotate last year at miami they didn't even have one this year they probably have seven or eight guys that are extremely playable and you know listen in in any offense uh, it's important and even though they brought in you know an air raid quote-unquote air raid guy to be their offensive coordinator. They still want to have power running game principles to that, Bruce. And, you know, the running game outside of Henry Parrish having a pretty decent year last year, everyone else was either hurt or inconsistent. But if you can have a, a big, athletic, healthy offensive line, it's just going to open up so many doors for that running game this year.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I said week one. That's the trigger for this offense. As I, You asked me the question, I said if the yeah. line is good, I don't see anybody stopping them. Not, and that includes not even having Citizen, because I don't know what's going to happen with him. But I think that Parrish and I think that Cheney looks pretty good. And, 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 and then you, you wind up with Fletcher. He'll get into games. He's definitely going to play four. If they need him, he'll play more. He's a big, tough kid. And I, and I, I, don't, think, um, I, I don't think Johnson's playing. I just think he's too slight. He's got to gain some weight and some experience. So he'll register, unless they absolutely have to have to play him. Yeah, and, and some, go ahead. I'm just, I'm sorry. You know, and and with the receivers as we're doing offense, uh, I, I like and I told you and we've you've talked about it. I, I like what young. He's lost some body fat. He's faster, which they need. They need him to get down the field. I think the, the key to the offense might be George, because if he's healthy, because with Restrepo and Young, if he's the third wheel, and he can make plays because the other guys are getting a safety over them or something like that. That's critical. Otherwise, you got to go find somebody else. And I think Horton may
0: be a factor in this offense this He looks pretty damn yeah. good. I like that kid. And, you know, and someone else I wanted to bring up with you. This guy could be a factor in the passing game, but an even bigger factor when it comes to blocking, Cam McCormick, the new tight end out of Oregon, he's he's fitting like a glove so far, Bruce, which is you know not surprising because first of all, he's an eight-year veteran. This guy is Van Wilder, he's been in college forever he and Mario go way back. He worked on, he he was probably at Oregon before Mario even got there. This kid has been (laughs) around for so long. I shouldn't even call him a kid. He's been around forever, but McCormick is doing really well so far in spring football. He's been working with the starters at Mm -hmm. tight end. Now keep in mind, Elijah Arroyo is still out injured, so he's not available in practice, but Cam McCormick has been the starting tight end in spring ball so far. He's doing, he's doing really well by all accounts, and it's like having an extra offensive lineman on the field is how good of a blocker this guy is.
1: That's the key, because how much do you want to bet that their third and short and their fourth and short is significantly improved because of him. Significantly. Because they'll be able to knock people backwards now. Last year, it was not only they didn't have the big horses, they didn't have that many healthy horses last year. Now, this kid may get injured too. He's always injured. But But I on paper i like what they've done you can't say well they didn't do this they didn't do that the only thing that i think they didn't do is they didn't get a blue chip wide receiver i don't know about the usc kid or the bama kid yet but i i I think jacoby george is critical and i think that young is going to be really good this year really really good so i
0: i like what they're doing just have to play together that's all When we come back, I want to talk about the defensive side. Uh, And as we mentioned yesterday, a lot of minor injuries right now on the defensive line. So we're not really getting a clear idea of what that D line is going to look like next year. But with so many veterans being out, it's given opportunities to some young guys to play expanded roles in practice. So we will talk about the defensive line. And I want to talk a little bit about the backup quarterbacks with Bruce Warner as well. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. My friends, midway point of the NBA season has come and gone. The madness is upon us in college basketball. It is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Keep in mind our Hurricanes, they take on Drake. Got to love the Drake. They play them on Friday, 7.25 p.m. Hurricanes are two-and-a-half-point favorites in that game. If you like that line, you may want to lock that in because we don't know how the line may move depending on what we learn throughout the week about Norchad Omiar's status. Is he going to play? Is he not going to play? Is he going to be 60%, 80%? So if you like minus two and a half, you may want to lock that in now. Do not miss your chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Bruce Warner is with us, the truth teller. He is, if I'm an icon, Bruce is also an icon and a legend as well. Uh, And Bruce, let's talk about Miami's defensive line. Uh, So very thin in spring and D tackle. talked about it on yesterday's episode, Leonard Taylor not participating. He should be fully healthy by May Jake Lichtenstein, Jared Harrison Hunt not participating, Akeem Mezador not participating, Jafari Harvey, the defensive end, has also not been partaking in spring so far. Uh, so, Bruce, this has given an opportunity, uh, especially in the interior, to transfers. Thomas Gore, who I think is very underrated because he comes out of Georgia State. So, you know, not a whole lot of fanfare. Uh, Branson Dean, uh, I think is good as well. I like both of these guys from the interior. They both rush the passer really well from the interior. They have great range. So, you know, losing Daryl Jackson from last year was tough but I do think the additions that Miami has made in the interior of the defensive line I don't necessarily see any all-Americans on that list and maybe Leonard Taylor if he does his thing this year but uh, I think these Dean and Gore additions are going to end up being a little bit more solid than a lot of people realize. Yeah, how big the, do they look to you though?
1: Because I know that Gore's short. Yeah. A little stout, you know, but again, you just mentioned that they're two two young tackles or tackles that rush the field, rush upfield to the quarterback. I want a run stopper. We need a run stopper. And I don't understand Hunt. He's always hurt. Yeah, he's always. at the size. He could blow up to 320, but he's, he's always injured. So I don't count on him. I, when he had a pretty good first year, got made some tackles in the backfield, but he's been hurt. And so they can have 50 guys if they're not big and
0: strong enough to take on the run. They're going to have problems, which is what I told you all along. Well, and and let me let me interject on the size a little bit because you asked me about Gore and Dean. Gore, we know he's short; he's I think he's around two hundred seventy-five pounds. Branson Dean is around two eighty, so these guys are both sub three hundred pound guys. Dean's a little bit taller; he's six foot two, taller, lankier in the interior. But you are talking about two seventy-five and two eighty, respectively.
1: That's my point.
0: Yeah, that's my. You can like them all you want. I just don't know
1: how they're going to perform because we need 300 pounders in there. And and, and Mario knows it, um, but they didn't address it. There was guys they wanted to get. They didn't get them. So uh, maybe – I'm, I'm sure they're not done. They've got to find somebody who can come in there and stop the run. But right now it's not on there. So you asked me about the D-line. To me, that's the most critical. I think we have enough speed off the edges yeah. to get – to the you know into the backfield. But all they need to do, the quarterback, if there's no pressure coming from up front, step up in the pocket and get rid of the ball. We've seen that a million or run out of the pocket when the pass rush goes behind them, they just take off. And there's nobody in there to stop that. That's the problem with this. And that we talked about that too. The linebackers, they could be Barrow, Smith, and, and, and Armstead, but if they're getting chipped on every play they're not going to make tackles. So to me, the D tackle position has got to be the – sh- they've got to get better and stronger in
0: there. Now, you mentioned uh, the speed and explosiveness from the edge. How much do you think we could see some of the freshmen rotationally playing? I, I don't think uh, either of these guys or any of these guys will be starters. Now, I think Collins at Pong is going to be more of a developmental guy, which is fine, played play basketball, not football for most of his life. Uh, he's got all the athleticism through the roof. He'll be great someday, if not this year. Well, he's, but he's, you know, he's raw. He's raw. Very raw. But Reuben Bain and Jaden Wayne are not raw. Those guys, they to me, they look ready to contribute, especially Bain. B- Bain is a freak because this guy, he's 270 pounds right now, uh, but he's got – the quickness of like a 230, 240 pounder. Uh, and, you know, even so, some of the, the freshmen O-linemen, those heralded tackles are having a little bit of trouble, you know, blocking him in, in some of those drills that they've been working so far. So I I, I think Ruben Bain could end up being a guy who could end up uh, having maybe three, four sacks as a true freshman this coming year. I
1: think he's going to be put in on third and long or second and long. He might even be lined up as a D tackle. It means nothing if they're going right. in quarterback he's going to be in there because he's got moves he's got quickness he's got an attitude yes he will play a lot this year maybe not off the edge in the base defense but he'll be in there he will be in there yeah i, I love it and outside linebacker because i know i know that the, the, the coordinator like gidry likes to use sometimes three four he could wind up like a, like a lawrence taylor lining up as a linebacker who's rushing the passer most of the time and they're going to have to account for him which is something you want an offensive coordinator to worry about. Somebody coming from which way, left or right. So he's going to be very important to this team this year. You'll see.
0: I, I want to circle. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm not. To, I'm done. I said I like. I wanted to circle back to something on the offensive side of the football. You know, you and I, we've talked about Jakari Brown before. And, you know, I think we both have some reservations about him as a passer. Okay. He's little by little. He's making improvements. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you know he's he's ready to go out there with pinpoint accuracy yet. But I, I definitely see improvement uh, watching him in drills because we we aren't able to watch eleven on 11s, the media. But watching him in drills, he looks more accurate than he was this time a year ago and even last fall. So he's he's trending in the right direction. And when it comes to being a running quarterback. We've seen Shannon Dawson have success with that before. Uh, Clayton Toon, the quarterback he just had at Houston, was a dual threat guy, uh, was their leading rusher, Houston's leading rusher last year, in addition to having a really good season as a passer. Um, you know, Could you see someone like Jakari Brown even being a future quarterback one at Miami, or are you not convinced he's ever going to reach that point as a passer?
1: I think he can reach – A point. I don't know if he's going to reach NFL point. That I don't know. But I think he does have the skill set. And if his passing is better, then as I said again, I keep saying these things. I said it before his pocket presence and his footwork has to be something that he's improved on. And, of course, reading the defense and not being fooled by them changing just before the snap, and he plays right into their hands. That's more. It's more about the mental side. He's physically very talented. Have I seen him throw the ball this year? Yeah, he looks pretty good. Um, but, again, he's doing it against air. Nobody's hitting him. Nobody's coming after him. So the, the spring practices and the three spring scrimmages for him are very important to show Mario and the staff that made improvements and he's ready to take on more responsibility as they get ready for fall practice. And then let's see how he does then because you have to figure that somewhere along the line, and I hope not that Van Dyke goes down, even for a couple of plays, somebody has got to step up. So I I think if he's learned from his experience and if he's put in the work, I'm going to say he's got a major upside. He's kind of like Vince Young, but Vince Young used to throw like three quarters sidearm. He had a weird motion. Yeah, but he's got that kind of skill set, which you know, in in college football
0: and the NFL, that's very important. So I think he's got a big upside. It just depends on him. That is well said. Uh When we come back, a little bit of an update on what might be going on with North Chad Omir. I saw a doctor uh, weigh in on it now, not a doctor that treated him. That's very very important, but some insight from a doctor on North Chad Omir because. You know, the Miami Hurricanes are probably only going to go as far as he can take them because even though Norchat, he's not the best player on the team, but I think he's the most important player on the team with March Madness looming. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts, and available free on YouTube. So I was watching, and by the way, Bruce Warner is with us. He's a Tuesday regular now here on Locked On Canes. People cannot get enough of Bruce's <laughs> honesty because they they always tell me they tell me I'm way too optimistic. Like Dono, oh, so somebody accused me of crowning Miami the off season national champion. So we've got to we we got to bring more of the honesty to the show. Uh, okay. Now, as far as the basketball team, Bruce, I was watching a video from this guy's really good. The pro football doc, you know, he he sees a lot of videos of players injuries and he kind of gives his medical opinions. He was an NFL team doctor for many years. Uh, he has not treated Norchad Chad So he would even tell you, take his opinion with a grain of salt. But I was watching a video with the pro football doc, David Chow. Um, and he watched uh Chad's injury against Duke. And in, in his opinion, based on what he's seen, he thinks it's a grade three ankle sprain or a grade two at the very least. Um, obviously, there's nothing fractured. They confirmed that with the X-rays in the arena. But a grade two or a grade three sprain. Now he says about Omir, if this guy was more of like a seven footer, plodding big man, that the ankle sprain probably wouldn't hold him back a whole lot if he was a guy who didn't move around so much. But since Norchad is he's such an athletic player. Uh, in the opinion of the pro football doc, it, it would be very difficult for Omier to grind it out. Now, Coach L said earlier this week there's not any major update at this time about his status for Friday. But he says that Norchad and the training staff are working around the clock to try to get him right. And then I also think, Bruce, Miami got a little lucky with the draw here. Uh, you know, it's going to be five-seed Miami against 12-seed Drake. couple things there. Drake matchup wise is a team Miami could probably beat without Omier for this matchup. And then the other thing is playing on Friday instead of Thursday, got a little lucky there. Cause that gives Omier an extra 24 hours to work through this a bit. I think he plays and I think he goes in spurts. He, I don't think
1: he's going to stay out there more than six, seven minutes at a shot. So he'll have a chance to work on the leg while he's on the bench He'll be there uh, if there is a fourth quarter for that, uh, in the second half down yeah. But I think he's going to play. There's no reason to keep him out because one and done. So if he's able to go, he will go. Will he be 100%? Of course not. But you need that presence in there. You need the body in there. So he'll go in spurts. He'll probably play five minutes, come out, probably sit out for five and come. I, th- I think he plays 20 to 24 minutes, and that could be enough. As long as he doesn't re injure, doesn't get hurt you wait until see what happens on Sunday. If he's okay, he should be okay. You know, I, I think these, it's not a high ankle sprain, right? So not that sh- I know of, no, he should be able to play, but limited minutes. And that's all you could ask for. Then he's going to have almost a week off to get ready for the next round. If there is a next round, because they right. would, they would play Indiana next, right?
0: Yeah. And that would be, you're going to need a big man of his rebounding caliber and defense. You're going to need that a lot more against Indiana. Now, I would expect by Sunday he he'll definitely play because that that would be when you play Indiana, but if he's only like sixty percent against Indiana, it's going to be really really tough for Miami to get through to the Sweet Sixteen. So I ho- hopefully he's good to go by then. I've been talking to some people uh, over the weekend. We went out and like these
1: guys are pretty they're pretty knowledgeable and 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 I agree with them. They don't have a defensive presence. They don't have the Heat doesn't have one either. They don't have a no. shot. They don't have an intimidator. They don't have that. They don't have that big guy that could stop drives to the baskets and things like that. So even if he's healthy, I think they're good. I don't think they're – I don't even know if they're going to make it to the Sweet 16, to tell you the truth. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm not negative about them. I like them. They had a pretty damn good season. But they have some weaknesses that are glaring. They don't have a real point guard. And they don't have a legitimate big guy. They have a lot of guys that are relatively the same, with the exception of O'Meara and Miller. But um
0: look, I hope they win. I hope they get to the Sweet 16. That would be nice. But that'd be have- real nice. Now, now if they get if they get, let's say, back to the Elite Eight or even to the Final Four, do people have to start calling Miami a basketball school at that point? No, a football <laughs> school with the good basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you. Oh. By the way, show, show everybody show everybody the hat you're wearing today. What do you got on? <laughs> it's classic orange. classic orange canes. It's classic orange. I have a white one, orange one, and a black one that glows in the dark, which it does. Oh, so it actually glows. So you were wearing that one last week. It actually, if you turn the lights out, it glows in the dark? You have to, um, you have, to have some light on it, obviously. Like, uh, if, if, like at a black
1: fr- light thing. The night game, but the stadium the lights are on. The hat would glow or the jerseys if they had that, that would glow too. So it's pretty wild. Yeah. But, uh, all right. So I'll be on next. Oh, not next Tuesday.
0: Yeah. Next Tuesday, Tuesday. I'm going to be on vacation and I know, oh man, people are gonna be so mad at me, Bruce, because they're so accustomed now. To watching Locked On Canes every single day, I, I'm I'm definitely going to try to do to to put out some content next week. I'm going to be uh, on a family trip to California next week, so I'll, I'll do something. We're not going to have like a regular schedule next week, so I, I will talk to you in a couple Tuesdays. All
1: right, quickly, do you know when the spring when these games are? The scrimmages. I know the spring game, but is near is April, April 14th. Yeah, yeah, 14th. One of the other uh, scrimmages. Do you know?
0: Well, I don't think they have any, like, technically scrimmages that I know of, but they're going to be resuming practices uh, Tuesday – actually, next Tuesday they're going to be resuming, so it sucks. I'm going to have to miss uh, the next practice. But they're going to have practice next Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I think, something like that. All
1: right, well, let's hope everybody stays healthy on the field during this week. Have a great trip. I'll talk to you, I'm sure, okay? I know you will. Uh, I'm glad I'm going to be on every Tuesday with you because this is
0: fun, and you're really – you you're you're a legend in your own mind but that's okay (laughs) legend in my own mind bruce is a legend in everyone's mind uh thank you guys so much for making locked on canes your first listen today hey grab your bracket and go listen to the locked on college basketball bracket breakdown with national analysts and the insights from our local experts the locked on college basketball bracket breakdown has everything you need to make the most informed decisions on your bracket Find the episode on Locked On College Basketball wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.